Hello and welcome. Hey guys, buckle up for a new episode of Buddha is Calling podcast, the one and only podcast made for anyone like you to discover how to live a life with intention and find the true purpose of your life. Whether you're a student, a mom, a working professional, an entrepreneur, or the president of any country in the world, if you are someone trying to find your true calling, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice when you listen to Buddha is Calling podcast. As we begin this journey with season one, you're in to experience true transformation through personal stories of our guests that include famous life coaches, fitness experts, entrepreneurs, inventors, songwriters, and many other success enthusiasts as they share the details of their life stories and unravel the moments when they found the true purpose of their lives. Stay tuned till the end of each episode where we discuss the changes that you can make in life right now that help you to discover your true calling instantly. So welcome once again to Buddha's Calling Podcast and enjoy the episode. Before we start, make sure you follow us on our social media channels on Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at the way Buddha is calling podcast to continue being a part of this conscious and elevated tribe. Let's begin. Hello, I'm so glad to welcome our guest for today. Her name is Serena. She's a natural healer with almost 25 years of work experience healing people from the different issues in their lives but most importantly she's a manifesting guru and a spiritual leader so i'm sure that most of us uh, people out there who are trying to manifest our relationship or uh, try to money in our lives or financial independence whatever it is uh, serena is definitely had a variety of experience with helping people accomplish all that they want so so good to have you on our show today serena welcome and uh, would love to know a little bit about what you do thank you so much sharika it's such a pleasure to be with you this morning and uh, and to uh, be with your audience so thank you for having me here today i'll speak just a little bit about who i am which is i am serena curran and i'm a, a founder of the easy prosperity circle the uh, i'm a spiritual teacher of soul embodiment a healer and an akashic record guide and I help spiritually gifted women to start or grow a thriving business by soul design and to create real world results using spiritual principles. And um, since I have both an MBA and, uh, and uh, have been an international serial entrepreneur, I have lots of uh, tips and tools to help my clients with their businesses as well as the spiritual guidance. That is a, such a vast variety of work that you just covered right there and uh, your work essentially focuses around helping women, spiritually conscious women, uh, to accomplish all their goals and all their dreams. So um, that's really interesting and uh, to begin with we really want to know what got you started. I believe that you're a natural healer and that is a gift that uh, that, that was a gift that you were born with. Um, but how did you bring about using this gift and uh, helping people around you well it all happened very organically and I actually didn't realize that I was a natural healer until after I realized I was a healer so um, you know I actually dreamed uh, I um, first of all I took a backpacking trip unexpectedly completely unexpectedly uh, 
and I backpacked throughout Europe for three months. When I left, I didn't know where I was going to go or how long I was going to be there, but I wound up for that long, and I did an intuitive journey throughout Europe, and I went to 14 countries. And um, during that time, I realized I was going to live over there, which was really a shock. <laughs> you, I would never have believed that when I first left that that was the case. So I went home. And I rearranged my whole life. I had my children move out. They were 15, 17, and 19 at the time. And they, um, and I sold my house and all of these things. And it took about nine months. And I went back to Europe. But during that time, I dreamed I was a healer. I dreamed, well, I didn't know what it was. I dreamed that I was standing over somebody with my hands like going like this. And a friend of mine was a psychic said, well, you're a healer. And I said, well, no, I'm not a healer. Just, well, yes, you are. And she asked me to do all these things and I could do them. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I see. So um, basically that's how the door opened. And that had happened after I'd gotten divorced. So the divorce was sort of the key shift that allowed the rest of this to open up. And then... Um, and that was probably one of the hardest things I ever did was to close up my house, have my children move out. And but the energy that was pulling me to go back to Europe was so very strong that I followed it. And uh, so once I then I took a couple of little classes. So I had three weekends of training and one of them was with Barbara Brennan, who is an internationally known healer. She said to me, um, on the Friday night, she, I asked a question and in the front of the whole audience, she said, you are a natural healer. It is your life's purpose. And I was totally shocked, <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you. I had been a chemist before this and also a marketing manager for a company. Traveled back to Europe and I, I didn't know exactly what country I was going to live in because I couldn't find out no matter how much I tried. And I traveled across the um, Swiss-German-Austrian border, which I knew I needed to do. And when I crossed into Austria, I knew I was going to live there. So I wandered around Austria and not knowing really what I was going to do. And I got invited to a meditation. And as it turned out, they asked me to do the meditation, which I was like, I don't speak German. But I did do the meditation for them. I got a meditation. And um, the woman next to me had a healing. So I knew this was how it was to start with Wheeze these guided meditations. And after a while, like in a few months I'd been there, I met some people from Vienna. It, they had the largest light center in Vienna. They, at that time, they were having a lot of international healers and they invited me to come and do a healing circle there, which I did do. And I can remember them saying, Americanisches Heilerin. And I remember thinking, oh my, that's us guys, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> And I did a healing circle there. I was very, like there were 30 people in the room. I had really never done this before. And I, it, as I said, they had been with all these international healers. And so I was a little bit like, wow. But anyway, I did my healing circle. And at the end, they asked me, they said, we really like your energy. Would you come and work here? And that's how I, my healing practice started. So my very first healing practice was in Austria in German. Amazing. Which I was learning while I was there. Oh my God, that's incredible. That, and you decided to uh, kind of use that gift. of You covered your life in brief. Would love to know a little bit about your life and your journey and what did it look like in the biggest light center in Vienna because that's, I'm sure, not something that most healers get to experience. So share a little about your time there. It was fantastic. I think that I felt at the time, it was the energy was very heavy there. They've had a thousand years of wars in Austria. There's a lot of blood on the land. So the energy 
is very heavy. So I think that it was needed to have some energies coming from the outside to help lighten things up. So I met a lot of interesting people for sure. And in the end, I wound up renting my own space there in German. And I remember the day that I realized I needed to do that. I was sitting on the chair and I said, oh my gosh, if I had known this, I would never have come. And then I said, okay, let's do this. And we went out and did it. So I've always said that if you can have your first business in a foreign language in a foreign country, then you can you can have a business anywhere. That was my story there. So yes, I got to meet a lot of interesting people. And I also had a really interesting experience because at one point I was like, I really want to, I was there year and a half by the way i and that i'll tell a little interesting story about another manifestation that happened there because that was kind of fun in order for me to stay that long um you could stay six months uh at a time and then you could go out and get your uh, passport stamped and come back again but i had to apply for a, a a permit to allow me to stay and it was a lot of oh my gosh there was lots and lots of paperwork in order to do that and i sent it into the um to the official place that I had to send it and nothing came back, nothing came back. And one evening I'm have, I had weekly uh, healing circles. A woman came to my healing circle and I was saying I was waiting for this. And she, she actually, her job was helping international people to move to Austria. And so she called the ministry and I had my, my things stamped within a few days. I had my first business there. So it was quite an experience. Of course, uh, that brings me to my next question, which is about definitely about manifestations. But since you've had such an incredible and interesting manifestations all your life, what has been some of the most interesting manifestations that you've seen people have? Yeah, I think the most, I think I'll, I'll tell you my fun one in Sedona. I, I've lived every, by the way, I've traveled uh, throughout Europe and I've lived over there a couple of times. I spent a year in Paris as well in 2007, being that at one point I was really short on money. I had about $20 left in my name. And some one of my friends, psychic friends says to me, you know, I think you should get a job. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think so. I'm not getting that I should do that. And I went to the gym. And I was exercising in the gym and in comes a policeman and he says, who owns that car out there? And I go, well, that's my car. And I go out and the whole back of my car is smashed. And I'm like, oh no, now what? And what had happened is a truck that was parked over here, they didn't put the brake on the park, the truck rolled. It did a 40, it did a 90 degree turn and went into the back of my car, right? Of course I had to go find out about getting it repaired and all that stuff. So. The bill to repair it at the regular shop was $3,500. I had a check within three days and I repaired it for $600. And then I had all the money I needed to go forward. And we, we can, no one could ever arrange that for sure. Beautiful. And then the other big story from, there were a lot of stories in Stone, but the other one I'll tell is that I was getting the message to go back to Europe around, it was around August. Mm -hmm. And I kept saying, I didn't want to go. I kept saying, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. I had my reasons. And uh, I kept getting pressure to go. And finally I said, all right, all right, I'll go. I'll go September 16th in my mind. And I'm getting the message, no, you need to go sooner. You need to go sooner. So I left Sedona on September 9th and went to Paris, flew to Paris. And on, on the infamous 9-11, I was in Paris. And I was on my way to Greece where there's, when you're in Greece, you're on the, you know, you're not really connected with the rest of the world. It's kind of out of the, I was in, I was in Santorini and then Mykonos. Um, you're kind of out of the whole frame of the world. So I was over in Europe for six months that time. I spent time in Rome and Vienna and then the South of France in Antibes. 
And I never had any experience of what happened here for 9-11. Apparently, I was not wanted. Interesting. So that's so, you know, the biggest uh, theme of our show is about helping people find their true purpose and find their true calling. I think one of the most interesting parts of the program that you run was the peaceful productivity tool, which helped people to stay peaceful, stay calm, stay collect, and at the same time, stay productive. That was a very interesting concept and very few healers will talk about it. I would love to know a little bit about that program as well. That's actually a gift that I have, the peacefully productive I have for people. It's a spiritual keys to accomplishing more by doing less. And if you'd like a copy of that, you go to my website serenacurran.com forward slash accomplish and you can get your own copy of it it's a little guide but you know my new program what i'm working on right now is called come home to your soul and open your money channels to prosper i teach soul embodiment and um this is this program through this program we, we actually go through the process of set of creating an intention based on your soul gifts which we find in the Akashic Records, and based on how you should actually create an intention. And then we work with the energetics of it and come through to the other side where we are actually, you know, have a plan of what things you need to do uh, to create that manifestation. So it, it, this is a perfect example of taking spiritual principles and really grounding them into um, the physical reality. And thank you for sharing that gift with the members of our audience. Uh, a few tips around, you know, how do you stay productive? Well, this is really interesting because our whole world is always telling us to go faster, right? right. Hurry up, do this, fill this in, you know, get this goal written. And the really the way to be peacefully productive is to get quiet, do nothing. And so this is a very antithesis of what we're taught, but really it's in those spaces of doing nothing, you know, that new ideas. Let me give you an example. I was, uh, I had a lot of work to do this one day and I decided to go out on what I call a little nature walk, which is just a walk where you're not thinking, you're just connecting with the trees and the birds and whatever else is around you. Idea came in my mind that took away about 50% of the work I had to do. This is the kind of thing that can happen, but really in neuroscience, they have shown that unless you let your brain rest, and that means doing nothing, and literally doing nothing, no thinking, no processing of information. You know, you can do this by sitting and just sitting with your eyes open, sitting for 10 minutes with your eyes open and not being in that moment. And it gives your brain a rest so that it can be more creative. And of course, when you're more creative, you can be more productive. But it is absolutely essential to be quiet and do nothing in order to be more productive. That's such a big one because that's very simple. Yeah, so there's a ways of dealing with that. You know, one of the ways that I teach people for simple ways of doing it is to listen to the birds. If you go outside and you listen to the birds or you're sitting and you listen to the birds and every time you start thinking, just go back to the birds, go back to the birds, go back to the birds. And after a while, the mind will settle. And yes, sometimes it takes a while. It depends on how active your mind is. Maybe it could take days, but if you practice that for... 15 minutes, half hour, an hour every day, you will eventually, your mind will settle. In fact, I did that when I was in Austria. Here's a fun, another little funny story. I went into the mountains and listened to the birds for an hour because I'd gotten frazzled. And after about three or four days, the English stopped and the German was going through. And I could see the German more because it wasn't my native tongue. And it looked like, tra tra like train loads of thought until those quieted down too. I couldn't see the English really because it's my 
mother tongue, but I could see the German. And it really, and it quieted down. So I know in a very physical sense that this actually works. That's what I invite people to do if they have a lot of thoughts going through their mind and they're, they're racing. You cannot really be productive while that's going on. Amazing. That's a beautiful tip on productivity to calm yourself down and not think anything, not think thoughts. Yeah. One of the key aspects of our show is to help people find their true purpose and their true calling. You've had such a beautiful journey trying to find what your true calling was, which was healing. What do you think could be one of the key things, metrics that people could maybe focus on to identify what their true calling is. What I do for people is, I have something called a soul wealth map. What I actually do for people is read their Akashic records and tell them what their soul gifts are and tell them about their soul origination. And these things, like their soul gifts, actually, this is your purpose. Their purpose here is to express your soul. So for example, I'll take myself for example, I have two primary soul gifts. One of them is as a teacher and communicator. And the, the other one is as a power person who has to have a lot of freedom and as a and as a manifester because I move fast. The downside is you you can abandon things before they really manifest because you're going too fast. This is why it's very important to slow down. And you may miss you also have to notice with people like this if you're not manifesting then something's not right and you have to you have to fix it. But at any rate what I do for other people is I read their souls for them and tell them what those gifts are in there and give them guidance about how they can use them in business specifically with specific information about business. So I really that's how I work with purpose. And of course, you can also notice things there are other ways of getting your purpose. You can notice what brings you joy. There's a lot of different tools like that that you can use to figure out your purpose, but it's a kind of the long way around. And sometimes we don't know what our gifts are because you can have what I call hidden saboteurs that prevent you from actually seeing what the gifts are. I and mean, that's what, one of my specialties is working with the various levels of hidden saboteurs that people have that prevent. That was beautiful. And that brings me to the last uh, segment of the show where we discuss what the call to action. There are various tools that you use, uh, one specifically, which is called embodying the soul. So we would love to know how you're using that as a tool to bring about awareness. There's a lot of the conversation about aligning with your soul, which is really important. But the next level of that is actually embodying your soul, bringing your soul down into your body so that you're walking around as your soul. And so I teach people to really, well, first of all, decide that they're going to do that and commit to it. And one of the little ways that I use is I have a chime on my phone and it rings every hour. And when the chime rings, I stop and I notice bring my soul down into my body and I sense my soul landing into my body and what it feels like to have my soul in my body. Of course, what happens immediately as I bring my soul into my body is that you slow down. When, and when you're walking around as your soul and being your soul, of course, that's the easiest way to manifest because you've got, you're making decisions based from that soul. That is such a beautiful Tip, especially when it comes to making business decisions a lot of us are like stressed i'm glad that you share something as simple as putting a ringtone on or putting an alarm 
uh, setting a little chime just to remind yourself that yeah take decisions lead your life more in awareness yes. thank you so much serena any last thoughts well basically basically my my handle on uh, instagram is serena s-e-r-e-n-a under slash curran c-u-r-r-a-n and that's my website as well serenacurran.com to have a business that's uh, created by soul design so that they're actually living their purpose through their business and that they're on the path of easy prosperity so those are those things that are there and um i'm one the last thing i want to leave people with is that i want you to remember that you are a miracle and just to remember walking around during the day just saying i'm a miracle because you are if you look at how your body even and all of the amazing chemical reactions and all of the way it functions and your heart keeps pounding and you breathe and and your brain works you are a miracle and so just remind yourself of that it was lovely having you on the show my great pleasure to be here sharika thank you so much for having me you've reached the end of another episode of buddha is calling podcast Connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at the rate Buddha is Calling Podcast, your favorite podcast on finding your life's purpose and identifying your true passion is available on all leading podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Do not forget to leave us a review and share your favorite part of the episode. See you at the next episode where we continue on this mission to help you find your life's true calling.